0: morning church you know last week i shared and encourage all of us to be ready for the group capture there is uh, shown in first thessalonians chapter 4 verse 13 to 18 and i encourage all of us to be certain and convinced in both our head and also our hearts the certainty that the day of the lord will come and i share also that since we are convinced and if we are convinced in the truth that the Lord is definitely coming, then we will adopt certain attitude of alertness, commitment, so that we can be well presented before Him when we take the group picture with the Lord at mid-air. So finally, I also encourage that uh, in our group picture or the group captured, uh, since it's our outreach theme, let's also uh, have our loved ones that are yet uh, That that are unsafe to be in this group capture also this group picture also. So this morning I want to continue uh, with this title. Get ready for group part two uh, from the text that we are gonna read in First Thessalonians chapter five, verse five to eleven. And I want to encourage all of us to be ready for the coming of the day of the Lord by visiting two eyes that i have in my outline the identity that god has given to us and also god's intention for salvation that we obtain salvation so from today's text paul continued from first thessalonians chapter 5 verse 1 to 4 which we have touched on last week and he elaborate and explained to the believers that they should not be overtaken. In fact, they should not be alarmed that the day of the Lord will come like a thief in the night. And he gives his reason based on verse uh, 5 to 11, of which we're going to see later on, and is captured in this outline, talking about our identity and also God's intention. Our identity as the children of day and the children of, of light. And also the intention of God that none shall, uh, that is really His desire that none shall experience the wrath, but that all shall obtain salvation through our Lord Jesus. So allow uh, me to read for all of us starting from verse 1 of chapter 5 as we uh, visit this text this morning. So 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 1 reads this now concerning the times and season, brothers and sisters you have no need to have anything written to you for you yourself are fully aware of the day of the lord will come like a thief in the night while people are saying there is peace and security then suddenly destruction will come upon them as labor pains come upon a pregnant woman and they will not escape but you are not in darkness brothers and sisters for that day, to surprise you like a thief, for you are all children of night uh, of light, children of day, we are not of the night and of the darkness. So then let us not sleep as others do, but let us keep awake and be sober. for those who sleep sleep at night, and those who get drunk are drunk at night. But since we belong to the day, let us be sober. Having put on the breastplate of faith and love, and for hope, for a helmet, the hope of salvation. For God has not destined us for wrath, but to obtain salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us, so that whether we are awake or asleep, we might live with him. Therefore, encourage one another and build one another up, just as you are doing. As we read this text and go into the first point, um, it's really an encouragement to us that we need to uh, get ready for the group captured, and we can be included in the group captured that is being uh, pictured in First Thessalonians chapter four. Why? Because of our identity as a children of light and of day, brothers and sisters. Our identity given to us will grant us eligibility you know in order to participate or be included in the group picture or the group capture we need to be first certain and convinced that the group picture is taking place of which i have touched on last week we also need to be alert and committed to it so that we can be included in the group picture but that's not all to participate or to be included in the group picture, we need to have the ID tag, you know, quote-unquote, quote unquote, ID tag. We need to have some form of identification that confirms our eligibility. to be included in that picture. To enter into that picture, our identity confirm that we are part of that group. Whether when we are having a group picture, the organizer, just think about it in, in our context. When we are having a group picture, for example, the organizer will not allow you to be uh, there as a photobomber. You know, if you don't understand what a photobomber means, right? Uh, after the service, you can ask some of the younger ones. The organizer will not allow you to be a photobomber in that group they will kick you out they will make sure there's no photobomber inside likewise if you are identified as eligible for the group capture then you will be included that is your Right, that you are given permission, you are quote-unquote given that right to take that picture. You are eligible for that group picture. And because of your identity, then you don't need to feel a piece, shy, uncertain whether I can take or not. No, your identity will give you the eligibility to be in the group picture. Turn to your neighbor and say that you are eligible to take the group picture. Okay, turn again and say that you are not a photo-bomber. You know, what allows us to participate in the group capture or the group picture is because of our identity. And Paul explained when the day of the Lord comes like a thief in the night, when the group capture is being taken in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, the believers will not be alarmed because of their identity as children of light, children of the day. Verse 4 and verse 5, You are not in darkness, brothers and sisters, for the day to surprise you like a thief. For you are all children of light, children of the day, and we are not of the night, or of darkness, our identity. Believers are, cho- are not children of darkness or of the night. Believers are children of day, children of light. That's what the Lord has called us and given to us. We are of the Lord, and we are eligible to take the group capture. But you see here, Paul did not stop. There. He continued with this transition saying, so then, this so then, link the identity of who the believers are to how they should live in verse um, 6 to 10 onwards. So he's using this to link the identity of who the believers are to what they do, how they should live, how they should respond. And he uses so then, Let us not sleep as others do, but let us keep awake and be sober. Since we are children of the day, since we are children of light, we will respond in a way that is befitting our identity. Who we are, that we will do. Who we are, that we will live. So the question for us is really this. Are we living in line with our identity that God has given to us? Are we living in line with the identity that God has given to us? Coming back to this group picture and analogy or example, imagine this Imagine this with me, that it is a wedding dinner whereby a group picture will be taken assuming that you are asked to be the reception team you know to to filter out those that will be coming into the banquet and those that are eligible to take the the picture eligible to be uh, a guest in the banquet uh, or the dinner hall so you are asked to be that reception that quote unquote bouncer you know to to filter those how do you know brothers and sisters how do you know their identity, those that are coming in. How do you know their identity or their eligibility? How do you confirm their identity? Okay, I can think of some ways. Uh-huh. One of the ways is this, because you already know some of them. So those that are coming in, you say, oh, this one is the father, or oh, this one is the mother, or oh, this one is the cousin, this one is the in-law, I know them. So you identify them because why? You know them. So you introduce, uh, you are being introduced to them before already. So you know them and they are eligible because of their identity as father, mother, you know, cousin and all this. But how about those that you don't recognize at all? You don't know who they are. How do you identify them? How do you know their identity? I think one way is this. We identify them by their dress code or behavior. Because there are certain wedding dinner or banquet or lunches, right, whereby that certain dress code is needed. The whole say that if you come for my uh, celebration, you must dress in certain way. And recently, uh, really, I, I was invited to this uh, wedding lunch, whereby the couple requests this, you cannot you cannot dress in white. You cannot dress in white, and I'm sure that some of us, we, we have gone through this, you know. So imagine this, if I decided to uh, uh, dress, or I forgot about it, and I dress in white, and I appeared there, uh-oh, I think we, I will be denied uh, entry. Or at least maybe they, they have grace that uh, they let me eat the lunch, but say you don't take the picture uh, because we want to have, uh, 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 we don't want to have any white in that picture. We identify by dress code. And later on, you will realize that Paul actually does give a dress code as children of. Like later on, I'll, I'll, I'll touch on that. But beside that dress code, what is another way that you can identify someone that you have not seen before, and coming to the to the wedding lunch or dinner? Say, hey, whether should I uh, allow this to uh, to? to uh, get into the hall. Now, maybe some of you say, uh, by the ang paolo You know, you will know. But no, no, that's not what I'm, I'm talking about. I think another way is, is this, that when you observe that certain characteristic of that person that is walking towards that hall, you know, that you roughly will know that he actually, by his behaviour, characteristic, right, the way he walk, right, you know, roughly, this is the, the guest that is being, Uh, invited so as the receptionist right or the person that helps to filter right you can actually identify roughly by the behavior how that person conduct himself or herself and what am i trying to say here brothers and sisters who we are our identity identity as as the guest to the dinner will lead to our behavior and our dress code and i want to suggest that as our identity who we are give us eligibility to take the group capture or the group picture it is our dress code quote unquote dress code our behavior how we live that will validate our identity so notice here that paul uses terms like this He uses uses, uh, light and day, darkness and night, and he uses this image to connect attitudes, activities uh, that the children of light would engage in or would not engage in. There are certain characteristics uh, that the children of light would have. He said this, For you are all children of light, children of day. You are not of the night and of the darkness. So then let us not sleep, characteristic, as others do. But let us keep awake, be sober. For those who sleep, sleep at night. Those who get drunk are drunk at night. But since you belong to the day, let us be sober, having put on. I call it the dress code, the breastplate of faith and love, and for a helmet, the hope of salvation. What are the characteristics of the children of of light and day? They do not sleep, they keep awake, they are sober. As children of light and day, they have the right dress code, breastplate of faith and love and Uh, Helmet the Hope of Salvation. Brothers and sisters, we will be included in the group capture because of our identity as children of light and, and, and day, wearing the right kind of clothing, displaying certain characteristics, behavior that will validate our identity. As children of day and of light, our attitude, our activity our, our, our attitude, our activity will be related to day and of light as contrast to the attitude and the activity that others relate with night time and of darkness. Look at verse seven. For those who sleep sleep at night, and those who get drunk are drunk at night okay let me ask you this question also uh, not a trick question usually when in the daytime when there's light right uh, do you sleep do you get drunk okay turn to your neighbor and tell that person the answer usually daytime uh light with light do you use, okay? I know some, some people sleep ah okay, uh, daytime, okay. But the but the model answer is is the answer is no okay. Turn to your neighbor and say no. Okay, it is oh god yes. It is not normal. Think about it. It is not normal for us to get drunk in the morning, right? Or when it is bright in the day. I, last time, right, now, nowadays you, you can see some trend that's happening But last time, right, it is so unusual To see some uncle in the coffee shop drinking beer or stout in early in the morning Last time, lah, now, now the trend is rising But usually it's unusual for beer, stout, hard liquor, wine at the coffee shop drinking in the morning it is unusual usually the up uh they, the the means uncle uh drink beer at night evening when the day is uh winding down so you see so it's unusual what what is what is happening here what what do you think that paul is trying to say that there are nighttime activities that are suitable for the night but we are children of the day and of light, and we don't engage in nighttime activity see that's the point here people sleep at night people get drunk at night people drink at night and these are nighttime activity and it is also this nighttime activity that when the thief comes at night That the people are unprepared for why because they are sleeping why because they are drinking why because they are drunk so when the thief comes they are unprepared for but as children of day and children of light we are different we don't engage in all this nighttime activity while it's day and with our identity so that's why we will not be caught by surprise so here Paul wrote this, since we are children of light and day, our attitude and our action, our activity ought to be different from those that are of the night and of darkness. So we will not be caught by surprise. We engage in daytime activity. We engage in light activities when there is light. And Paul continued with the dress code as what I mentioned earlier. But since we belong to the day, let us be sober, having that breastplate of faith and love, and a helmet, the hope of salvation. Our dress code. Again, we see Paul using this triad, uh, faith, love, hope, if we remember what was written in chapter 1, verse 3 whereby Paul said, uh, I don't think, okay, it's here, whereby Paul said that remembering before our God and Father your work of faith, labour of love, and steadfastness of hope. The same triad here, faith, love, hope as our dress code. As I ponder about this and truly, If we look at this uh, faith, love, hope, these are essentials of our faith. These are essentials that need to be worked in our life and through our life. So I want to lead us uh, as I conclude this point about our identity in reflection and application. First, we thank God that he has called us he has given to us the identity as children of light and of day but we also need to ask ourselves this question examine the attire or dress code that we are currently wearing are we in appropriate clothing or are we still in old clothing are we dressed in faith love and hope because there's warning here brothers and sisters as i prepare this remember the parable of the wedding guest that uh, jesus talked about in matthew chapter 22 verse 11 to 14 you can refer to that matthew chapter 22 uh, verse 11 to 14 whereby the king gave a wedding feast for his son, and invited the people in. And as the people enter in, there's actually this person that are, that there is not dressed in the right kind of clothing. And the king said to him, "Friend, how did you come in here without wedding clothes?" And the man was speechless. And the king said to the servant, "Buy him, hand and foot and throw." Him into outer darkness that the place will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. It's serious, brothers and sisters. When we are caught, when we are caught children of light and children of day, we need to examine what kind of clothing are we in. Is it appropriate clothing that we are in? Are we still in old clothing? Are we dressed in the right attire? And again, I pray that as we reflect on this point, uh, as we ask the Lord and say, Lord, will you help me? Will you guide me? Will you just reveal certain, in me that, uh, s- certain things in me that I need to adjust? May the Lord give us grace and help us dress appropriately our identity give us the eligibility but yet it is our behavior our characteristic that validate our identity so are we dressed in the right clothing I pray that as we uh, as we examine this point You know, as we reflect this afternoon or this sermon, that the Lord will give us that uh, grace to dress in the right dress code of faith, love, and hope. And I pray that we will not regress or go back to the old clothing of uh, faithlessness, if I can use the opposite, faithlessness, lovelessness, or hopelessness. Let's just go on to uh, point two after our identity comes god's intention for our salvation as we conclude uh, using this point uh, challenging all of us to get ready for the group capture we can be confident that we will be there because it is really god's desire his intention for those who believe to obtain salvation. It is never his desire to see people experience the wrath. So in verse 9, uh, Paul says this, For God has not destined us for wrath, but to obtain salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ who died for us, so that whether we are awake or asleep, we might live with Him. That's His intention, for us to be delivered, to obtain salvation. He does not intend us for wrath, whether we are awake, uh, and this refers to those that are still alive when the Lord comes back again, whether we are awake or when we are asleep, referring to those that have uh, uh, died uh, and and die before the coming of the day of the Lord. Whether you are awake or whether you are asleep, when God comes again, we will take the group picture and God does not destine us for wrath but for salvation through our Lord Jesus. Friends, brothers and sisters listening to this uh, message, I want to highlight this great implication from these verses verse 9 to 10 and we should align our lives to his intention for salvation and for deliverance let me give an example here to explain if you know the intention of someone especially someone who will surely carry out his good intention and surely will bring into fulfillment what he desire then we should align our action and decision towards that person's uh, intention so imagine this if you have a boss that has great vision for the company and for the company's future you know that your boss is very committed and capable of making the company a success and has great plans of how to achieve it so you if you align your action, your decision, your heart with your boss' vision and intention, you will be remembered as contributing to the success of the company when the company is successful. And in the course of time, you will also benefit from it. And the reverse, of course, is true also, that if you don't align and contribute, uh, you don't really benefit much from it. Uh, recently, I came across this uh, company uh, called the Paradise Group. I read the news. Wow, the company actually appreciate the employee, employees with gold bars and Rolex watch for their service in the company. How many of you work in Paradise Group? <laughs> See? They, they reward. Revo- Rolex and Goba. bar. I said, wow. So I was curious. So I went to find out more. And, and I read this article dated uh, 18 April in streets time. And the article uh, entitled this, Well-Rested and Well-Treated. Why staff are proud to work at this local restaurant chain so in my reading i i gathered some things Uh, in my reading i believe that the boss really have good vision and plan for the for the company good policies structures system in place that empowered and benefit the employees in the in the company and you know that every company's intent is really for long-term success of their organization. And one of their strategy is to is to invest in the employees' well-being and work-life balance. So some of the policy that I read from this article was really made to support, enhance, incentivize uh, the, the, the workers. For example, flexible work arrangement for the for the staff. There's even a nominal percentage of the restaurant outlet monthly uh, profit given to operation staff in recognition of their contribution to that outlet and to their outlet performance. So it actually encouraged them to really align, you know, and and work hard for that outlet. So Got bonus. And there's also weekly staff training. That they can uh, role play into certain role given opportunity to learn new skill and twice a year they can nominate themselves to promotion you know and if they prove to senior leadership uh, that they are able to do it uh, they will be promoted quite interesting and i'm i also find this interesting as i was reading this article from this from the HR director of Paradise Group. He said this, We see Paradise Group not just as a means of livelihood, but a platform for like-minded people with a passion for good food and service to come together to achieve milestones together. I said, wow. Really good uh, statement you know uh, maybe prepare well, well I see Paradise Group not just as a means of livelihood but a platform of like-minded people with that love food and service come together and achieve milestone together I was thinking about this that if I'm working in this company that support me enhance me incentivize me I would align myself towards a company uh, with intention of long-term success make decision make plan contribution to the company so that i also benefit so that maybe in the next few years i also get my rolex you know and goba good right this company maybe some of you will go and google and say hey, i want to work, work for. what is my point here brothers and sisters the employee knowing the company's vision and intention align themselves, contribute to the success and benefit from it. The question for us is this, how about our response when we understand now God's intention for salvation? Let me repeat myself. How about our response when we understand now God's intention for salvation. So in reflection, allow me to suggest this when we lock into this point, God's intention for salvation, that in our alignment to see God's intention come to pass, we really need to grow in faith, love, and hope. Overlap to the the first point. We need to grow in faith, love, hope. We need to persevere in works of faith, labor of love, and also grow in the steadfastness of hope. And we need to encourage and build one another up in verse 11, that's what Paul said. And let me elaborate here. Just like employees dressed in their company's uh, uniform. Likewise, we need to be dressed in our uniform of faith, love, and hope because that best represents God to the world and to each other. That's our uniform. We need to grow in these three essentials of our faith, faith, love, hope. And can I suggest, really, this afternoon, can you take time, can we take time to really process this and say that, Lord, how can I grow in faith, love, hope? Whether in my situation right now, actually I lack faith, I I lack hope, I I lack love. Lord, can you help me? So what are some areas, some aspects, and how do we grow in these three essentials of our faith, faith, love, hope. Will you take time this afternoon to process this? And just like also employee dressed in their company's uniform, working for the good and the advancement of the company, there are works of labour and and labour of love that we need to carry out. There's work to be done. Basically, is that there's work to be done. We need to advance the kingdom of God so that many can also obtain salvation as we have first obtained. We need to do that. There is work to be done. Therefore, we need to persevere. The word is this we need to persevere. We need to not give up. Do not give up in our works, our labor to others. Because every work of Uh, of faith, every labor of love will not be in vain. It will add up to something. It will add up together for God's purpose. So do not give up, especially when it comes to the salvation of others. Be reminded also that since we are wearing the uniform of God, we have the empowerment of the Holy Spirit to do what is needed. So, brothers and sisters, do not give up. Persevere in the work of faith, labour of love, and the steadfastness of hope. And also in our alignment to see God's intention being carried out, we need to encourage and build one another up. And as I thought about this, one of the best encouragement is really this, from the community. Not just our Sunday service where we come uh, on Sunday and say, hey, how are you doing? Can I pray for you? And encourage one another. How about our small group setting? How about some of us right now that are not in small group setting? You don't have a small group community. Maybe you just come here and then uh, hi, uh, maybe just interact uh, and, and touch the surface and then you, you, you go about doing your own day. I want to encourage all of us since we are talking about encouraging and building one another up. You know, be in a small group community also and that will help us. Why is it so? Because every one of us, we need encouragement. We need building up because we are easily discouraged. We may have gaps in our life. That we might be at a certain point of our life at a, at a level low. We may face situations and challenges that we do not know how to solve. And we need encouragement. We need Someone else to say, hey, let's persevere in our faith, love, hope. Let's continue. Let me help you. Let me support you. And I want to really encourage all of us this morning through this message as we align towards God's intention for salvation for others. Encourage one another. Build one another. uh, Be of a community to say, let's do this together. Let's fulfill God's intention. Let's align ourselves towards God's intention and help one another in that sense. So in conclusion, and I invite the worship team up, in conclusion, I want to remind all of us of this group capture that is spoken or written in 1st Thessalonians chapter 4 verse 13 to 18 that at the end we will meet the lord mid air we will take that group picture together who do you want to be in the group picture it's a reminder that the lord will definitely come back and that will happen we will take the picture let's be committed let's be ready for this Let's continue to give thanks to God that He has chosen us to be children of light and of the day. Therefore, brothers and sisters, therefore, believers, let's live our life that will validate our identity. Let's align towards His intention to save. Let us pray. Father, we come before you this morning reminded again that we are children of light, children of day. Encourage and challenge that we ought to live in that manner, befitting, validating our identity. And I pray, Lord, that as we examine ourselves, Lord, will you give us that grace to align, give us that grace to see and to change, and give us that grace to grow in you. So that, Lord, as we understand your desire to save, your intention to save, your intention for salvation to all, to those that are around us. Lord, that we will be used by you, we will be instruments in your hand, that these people too will come to know you and obtain the salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ. So this morning, as we close this time, we pray that you give us your heartbeat, your compassion, that as we journey with you, Lord, that we will see that your salvation come to many too, that in the group picture that we will have finally, Lord, that we will have many that we know to be part of this group picture. So God, help us as we pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen.